0: Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF.
1: Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Find Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Bennett is our producer today. Um uh, Got a good show for you today, I hope. You'll like it anyway. Uh, We're going to talk in just a second uh, with Drew King. Drew is with Power Mizzou. Talk about Missouri's basketball team as the Gators get set to go up there uh, on Saturday. Uh, We'll also be talking to Laura Rutledge from ESPN. uh, And then the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, uh, will be here in the uh, 1-1. o'clock hour today he'll be here live he will take your questions calls uh, and comments Um, not much happened uh, overnight really Um, still a lot of uh, lingering discussion uh, about where gator basketball and gator football is uh, and uh, we'll delve a little more into that but uh, we'll bring drew in now from Power Mizzou to talk about Missouri men's basketball. Drew, pleasure to have you. Thank you for the time. Uh, you know, Gator fans here are not happy uh, with the start that Gator men's basketball has had, and I'm sure there's a, a, the fan base there isn't thrilled either with the start. But as you look at this Missouri team in the SEC, what have been some of the issues?
2: Yeah, so I think, first of all, the, the biggest thing has been There hasn't really been a balance um, in any of the games that they've played so far. Um, Missouri has been really good on defense or really good on uh, offense, but never both at the same time, right? So um, you think about their game against Kentucky, they scored 77 points, which is the most they've scored in any SEC game this season, but they also gave up 90 on the road. Um, and then in their next game against South Carolina, they hold the Gamecocks to seventy-one points in overtime, which is pretty good, um, but they only come up with sixty-nine points. So um, I, I think that's kind of been just the biggest issue: is is they've shown that they can compete on both sides of the ball, but they're having trouble finding um, consistency early on in SEC play.
1: You know, a lot of people think this is a, a this early in the season, Drew. That this is a really big game for Florida, and a really big game for Missouri. Your sense of you know following the program, how big a game is this for Missouri to win, especially at home?
2: Yeah, I, I mean Missouri is is kind of reeling right now. They haven't picked up um, a, a win against a high major team uh, since they beat Pitt back at the end of November. Um, And so since then, they lost to Kansas, Seton Hall, Illinois. They got a win against Central Arkansas um, at the very end of last month. And then, you know, start off conference play going 0 for 4. And so um, Mizzou's in pretty desperate need of a win right now. They're dealing with a a couple of injuries that have um, kind of messed up the team's rotation a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that Mizzou could really use a win here and get some swagger back um, because, it, like I said, it, it's just been kind of a really rough patch of games for him recently.
1: Drew, can you go into some of the injuries, you know, who the players are, will they be back, and then, you know, what have those injuries done in terms of the rotation, other people playing, etc.?
2: Yeah, so, so the biggest one so far has been Caleb Grill. He uh, had to get surgery on his wrist um, after the Wichita State game uh, early on in December, um, and he was really Mizzou's best perimeter defender on the roster. Uh, Mizzou's points allowed per game has gone up by 10 since his absence, um, and so he was scheduled to come back um, around five to seven weeks after his absence, uh, which would be be like right about now somewhere in the near future. Um, but Dennis Gates hasn't really put uh, a set timeline, uh, on his return since the injury happened. So, uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned on that. Um, Earlier this week, they announced that John Tanjay, the Colorado State transfer, um, is going to be shut down for the rest of the year. He had an off-season foot injury that put him in a walking boot for a couple of weeks. Um, Tried to work his way back, but didn't really seem like the same guy. So I think the plan is to redshirt him and have him come back for next season. Um, And then on top of that... um, Caleb Brown had a season-ending stress fracture. He was a guy that uh, Dennis Gates was calling the most improved player in the offseason. And so while he's not a guy that probably would have made a big impact, it's still a guy that they were kind of counting on to take up some of these minutes. And so those are three guys that could have played on the wing – for Mizzou, played off the ball and and brought a level of defense and shooting. Um, And so without that, Mizzou's kind of short on options for guys to play uh, next to Nick Honor and Sean East on the perimeter. Um, They can either go with, like, uh they they've found success with Tamar Bates. Um they have another player named Kurt Lewis who's six five and, and doesn't get too much run, but um those are really your only two options for that small forward spot and so it's it's left Mizzou pretty shorthanded.
1: You know, I watched uh, Missouri play Alabama and it was certainly close in the first half, Drew. I, I, I liked their effort. So despite a sub five hundred overall record and you know not winning an SEC game do you still see effort from this team?
2: Yeah, that's one thing that you really can't question about the Tigers is their fight. Um, aside from the Illinois game, the Bragg and Rights game, um, there hasn't been a single night where it's looked disastrous, right? They've been pretty competitive with every single team that they've gone up against. Um, my editor, Gabe DeArman, has a saying about this team. He says they they like to play – to the level just below their competition, right? They'll look good for stretches of the game, but they'll they'll have like a four or five minute stretch where they just don't score, and that usually ends up being the dagger for them. And so, uh, I kind of expect the same thing with Florida coming up this weekend. It'll be a pretty competitive matchup, um, but it's it's gonna have to be a complete forty minutes for Mizzou to come out on top.
1: Last question for you. I looked at the box score. Uh, against Alabama and uh, Coach Gates played <clears throat> a lot of different people, uh, you know, eight or nine deep in terms of double figure minutes. But is that what he's done most of the time?
3: Yes, he he, he
2: you know because of the way things have gone this season, it, it sometimes seems like he throws everybody out there just to see who's playing well on any given night. Uh, because really, aside from Sean East and Tamar Bates, there hasn't been any consistency among the guys on, on who can step up and be that third player for them. um and, and so yeah I, I would expect to continue to see that especially with you know like i said the injuries that they've had they're gonna have to figure out um who can contribute on the wing and so yeah like i i anticipate them to go about four or five or six deep against florida this weekend
1: i did think of one more thing um uh, yeah Bazoo was out rebounded pretty handily by alabama is there a spot Is it three-point shooting? Is it rebound? Is there what is their weakest point? What is Missouri's strongest point?
2: Yeah, so uh, I'll start with the weakest point. I think you nailed it there. It's the rebounding aspect. Last year, Mizzou was uh, second worst in the nation in defensive rebounding, Um, and this year they're not a whole lot better. They're uh, pulling down thirty-four point two percent of available rebounds, according to Ken Palm. That ranks. 327th in the NCAA, Whoa. which is not great, no. for, especially for a high major team too, right? Um, but I'll, I'll say, you know, probably their biggest strength right now is Sean East. He's really taken a step forward in his development this year. Um, Shawnees went from being, like a, a, I think, a 22% three-point shooter last year to this year he's making 48.9%. He's in the top 25 in the nation in three-point shooting, um, and he's always been a really talented slasher and driver, so um, he, he's really put it all together this year, and he's somebody that um, has, has made a huge impact in every single game this season.
1: Drew, great stuff. Uh, where can people see your work?
2: Yeah, um, you can subscribe uh, to powermazoo.com. We'll have coverage of the game on there. And then you can also find me on Twitter at DrewKing0222.
1: All right. Drew, thank you. Appreciate your time letting Gator fans know about more about this Mizzou team. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You
1: got it. Drew King, Power Mizzou, uh, Florida's next opponent, the Tigers this weekend. And both teams need a league win in a big Way Against Alabama, uh, they were 8-of-21 from the arc. They were out-rebounded, as I mentioned, by 15. Uh, They were pretty good in turn. They only turned the ball over 11 times. Alabama actually turned the ball over more times than they did. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens. And, you know, the weather's not supposed to be very good there. You know, what will the fan base be like? You know, how... How excited will they be about going to see a team that, you know, is has not done well and to go out in uh, inclement weather? Uh, we will see. Uh, okay. We'll open the phone lines, three nine two eight two five five. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Aaron says, look at the box score. Uh Said Zion, Clayton, Riley, and Richard all had poor shooting nights. We can ever get all those guys on the same page. Look out. Well, yeah. Sure. But that doesn't happen a lot. You, you, you don't usually get every one of your shooters on the same page. Uh, scoring was spread out and almost five guys in double figures. UF must play better defense. Not sure the chemistry will get here for all these new guys in one season, but other schools like Ole Miss seem to do it. Twelve thirteen. time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, one FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
4: Good afternoon, I'm Nate Bilgeray. Former Florida Gator Ben Shelton competes in the singles tournament of the Australian Open tonight at 10:15. Shelton, the 16th ranked singles player in the world, is set to take on Adrian Manorino in the third round of the Open. Moving on over to high school hoops, the Buholtz girls varsity team goes on the road to take on Bishop Kenny at 7 tonight. Buchholz looks for two victories in one night as the boys varsity team hosts P.K. Young at 7:30. Heading on over to hockey. The Tampa Bay Lightning hosts the Minnesota Wild at 7 p.m. You can find coverage of the game right here on WRUF tonight, beginning at 6.30. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Nate Bills.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. The incredible.
1: The Rone Boys Ranch in Polatka. You listen to this show on a regular basis. You know I've told you about this very good charity located in Polatka. A lot of great charities in this state, but this is one I think that does a really good job because it helps helps youth, at-risk young boys from tough home environments get their lives back together. What I like about it is they make these kids earn it. They take vehicles that you donate, car, truck, motorcycle, boat, whatever it might be, they then must fix them, repair them, and then resell them. And as they do that, they learn the real-life skills I'm telling you about. And remember, whatever donation you make of a vehicle, it is a tax-deductible donation. So to find out more about what they do, who they are, simply go to, R- or go to rbr.org or Google Boys Ranch Palatka. Black Eyed Pea Vegan Veggie Burger with Vegan romalads now on the menu at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It satisfies any carnivore appetite. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com. They're open seven days a week. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's
5: time to slide. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy... It's time to
4: select. SelectMotorCar.U
1: If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad
6: scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains
1: no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil,
7: so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com.
3: Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do.
7: That's Dr. Daniel
8: Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We
3: treat people who have joint pain and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already.
8: The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body.
3: And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do.
8: And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 352 400 That's 352 400 Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. From athlete
0: activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM
1: WRUF. If you are interested, the NFL has announced the um, entertainment for the Super Bowl. Reba McIntyre and Post Malone will be the pregame. Uh, In Vegas. McIntyre will sing the National Anthem. Post Malone will sing America the Beautiful. So whatever that's worth, if you're into such things, that's it. Um, All right. Now, yesterday we brought up a topic uh, from an emailer. And it was the Gator with the best pro career. And of course in football if you go Emmett Smith and Jack Youngblood okay that, that that's pretty obvious they're in the hall of fame but what about the other sports so if you took sports besides football and i said to you who's the gator that's had the best pro career who would you say who would you say I'm kind of interested in what you think don't forget tomorrow Gator men's golf coach, J.C. Deacon. Uh, renowned agent, Lee Steinberg, will be here to talk all this NIL business. And uh, the coach, Herm Edwards, will talk a little National Football League. It's funny. If, and this is the dilemma that you have doing a show like this. No controversy, no calls. If you're not bashing Scott Strickland or if you're not, you know, lamenting basketball or football, uh, you know, I, but I get it. And one more thing, one more piece of wood to add to the Scott Strickland fire that's been out there. I, I saw this on Twitter and I, I just had to respond to it. Strickland is the one responsible for making men's basketball and football irrelevant. Really. Let's see. If you want to measure relevancy by championships, the last one football won was under Urban Meyer. I don't think Scott Strickland was here for quite a long spell of that. Right now, your definition of irrelevant. If you if you go to a ball game, are you irrelevant? What's the, tell me what that word? I guess what I'm getting at here. Tell me what your definition of irrelevant is for anything in sports. What is it? Is it? not making the playoff? Is it not going to a bowl game? What is your definition of irrelevant? Monty says his athlete, uh, best pro career, Eudonis Haslam. Yeah, 20 years in the NBA, I I get that. Um, let's get uh, Mike's call here. Mike, hi. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good,
6: Mike. Yeah, I'll bite on your subject. I guess in basketball... Haslam's good. Well, I was also thinking Al Horford, although he's never won a championship. Yeah,
1: somebody mentioned that yesterday, um, and you know, there's so many other ways too to define that right success. You know, I mentioned I mentioned uh, a swimmer. You know, I mentioned Ben Shelton. Uh, you know, where do you go? Like, th- there's been swimmers who uh, Dara Torres has won multiple. Gold medals, and you can name male swimmers that have done that too. So,
6: pretty interesting question. Yeah, speaking of swimmers, I mean, the guy was kind of a flake, but you got to admit, if not for Michael Phelps, Ryan Lockie might have been the greatest American male swimmer. Yeah, I mean, he would be in that conversation too, along with Dara Torres, yes. And in baseball, you know, this guy, he was probably forgotten a little bit because he wasn't a great, great, great pro. David Eckstein he was you know he is a World Series MVP he was in, you know a big time major league player. Yeah. And and once again
1: I guess it's how you measure success, right? I mean people forget this. Al Rosen way back in the day was a really good player in the big leagues. But he went here a million years ago and but nobody remembers him. Even I don't remember him here. But he was a very good player. <laughs> And a lot of people think Brad Wilkerson because of what he did. And he had a good career. And don't get me wrong, but Eckstein puts
6: the asterisk next to
1: it because of championships.
6: Yeah, when you talk about female sports, you got to go, you know, you've got Abby Wambach in soccer and Lisa Raymond in tennis. So, you know, Florida's had a lot of really, really good female athletes. I think probably more than male athletes.
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to probably go down the list and, and kind of see. Um, because if if you go to some of the other sports, lacrosse is one that you don't really mention, um, not because it's a bad sport, but there's just not a big pro-level lacrosse. Softball, you know, it's just starting to be that, but you can certainly name names in softball. So I, I see your point. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Mike, appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me what your definition is of irrelevant when it comes to Gator football or Gator men's basketball. Tell me what that means. That word is tossed around a lot. But I just want to get a sense of what people think that means. Uh, Ron, uh, love the show. Appreciate you doing it every day. Uh, He said, if the Gators don't win at Missouri... Uh, how much trouble are they in? Uh, trouble. Look, you can recover, but you don't want to be one and four in the league. You don't. If you're two and three, and it seems okay, it's one game, but just perception, if nothing else, and if you lose to a team that hasn't won an SEC game, that, that's, again, the look of that isn't great. Uh, PG, hello.
6: Hey man, um, just to answer both of your questions there. I I'd, I'd go ahead and say Alonzo now, because he owns a record, the rookie home run record. Um, he will, I mean, he will hit 500 if he's durable enough, which he's kind of proven to so far. But you never know. I don't know. He's over 300 now. I think he's the Mets all time leader. Um, he'll sign the biggest contract any Gator's ever gotten, unless. Once again, he's a free agent this year unless something happens. So, that's my argument for Alonzo. Um, as far as irrelevant, I think finishing fourth or fifth in your division um, is is kind of irrelevant. And, and maybe one year, you know, some bad luck, coaching change. But just kind of consistently trying to, you know, not not only overtake the first place team, but trying to, trying to take over, you know, the fourth, the third, the second, just falling that far down the totem pole, um, playing noon games, which other teams do, but you go on those stretches when you're not playing well, which you don't. there's probably not a lot of eyeballs, which then hurts other things, um, you know, recruiting and, and the brand and whatnot. But I just think consistently finishing lower than even middle tier over some period of years feels probation-like to be honest with you. So that, that's that's where my irrelevancy... I think, you know, some people say, you know, meaningful games at the end of the year. When was the last time the Gators were in the hunt? You know, with, with three SEC games to go.
1: Within the league, uh, you mean?
6: Yeah, probably okay. Mullen's second to last year, right? The shoot throw, LSU? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it feels pretty irrelevant since then. So, I mean, because we're pretty much since the beginning of the season the last few years, you get you know, you get bulldozed early and you're trying to climb back. You get a big win against South Carolina or something in there to maybe creep back to 500, and then you get blown back up again. So I, it's just been frustrating, and it's not one year, you know. So that's right. my take. All right, PG, thank you. Thank you. George, i got to have you
1: call back. I want to hear about what you think about irrelevancy, but i got to get somebody who is very relevant, Laura Rutledge, on the program. 1228 time check brought to you by Hayes-Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 50 a.m., WYUF.
0: Live from Weimar Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
9: Hi,
7: this is Dr. Art Maury of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed, this is what we're going to do, and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends.
10: This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com.
1: Hey, folks. It's Steve Russell from my friends at Dick Bondell's Burgers and Fries. For the new year, they're offering their incredible Black Eyed Pea Vegan Veggie Burger with Vegan romalot. Don't be fooled. This burger satisfies even the biggest carnivore appetites. Of course, locals love their classic burgers. You can't go wrong with their herb-infused chicken patty. Everything's exceptionally fresh. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead at DickMondell's.com seven days a week. Visit Dick Mondell's at Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. It's where you want to eat Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries.
11: Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone.
5: Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O-Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street.
11: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs
0: electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Get started. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PATRICK. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets.
7: Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope Y or text hope and 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
10: Today, cloudy skies and milder temperatures as winds start to turn. Highs today should get into the lower 60s in most spots. We'll have a slight chance for a passing shower later in the afternoon and during the evening. Overnight, cloudy skies, isolated showers, very mild low temperatures near 50. Tomorrow afternoon, highs near 70 with an on and off chance for showers again. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan
12: Borowski.
0: Sunday.
10: Let's get the word out the way first. Everybody, thank you. Yeah!
0: NFC Divisional Round continues with a showdown at Ford Feet. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers sail into the Motor City for a playoff pad smacker with Jared Goff and the Lions. Win and move on, lose and go home. Pre-game at two, kickoff at three.
6: One, two, three!
0: On the Buccaneers Radio net Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app.
9: This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And that dude
1: you just heard will be here live Uh, at 1 o'clock today. Also here live with us now is NFL Nation host, SEC Nation, Uh, a lot of other stuff she does. She's busy, but she's our Laura Rutledge. She's going to talk college and pro football with us. Laura, good to have you again. How are you?
12: I'm great. Good to be with you. You know what?
1: I I was preparing for this, as I always do, and by God, I don't know where to start there's like 7,000 things going on here I could ask you about, but let's go NFL back, okay? Um, great story with the Lions. You know, locally the Bucks are still here, but what's getting the, all the talk is the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Dolphins and even the Jaguars. Um, what do you make of those teams going forward They made the playoffs except for the Jaguars, but it seems like they didn't in some ways.
12: Yeah, you know, I think when you get to the level that some of those teams have gotten to, I mean, specifically, you think about the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl last year and the expectations were so high for this team. It, it is a product of, like, their own success. Why we talk about them in such a harsh way, it seems like, right now, in the fact that they were eliminated. And and so I, I guess I would just start there with the Eagles. I, I think probably what we underestimated is the value of the coordinators that they lost in Gannon and Shane Steichen, especially on the offensive side of the ball. We've just seen them be a team that hasn't been able to recover from that. And I don't think we've probably put enough attention on that. And also personnel-wise, especially defensively, they just were not at all the team that they were last year. So uh, that that's a major reason for what I think will be massive change. But I, I actually think Sirianni may be safe. It's just a matter of – can he prove to the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, that he can make enough changes to make them a legitimate contender because that's their expectation. And when it comes to the Cowboys, you say, how on earth can they still be this team that wins all these regular season games (laughs) and then chokes in the playoff? And, And I think that's it. Like, you've got to, if you're a Dallas Cowboy um and if you're a if you're a player, if you're a coach on the team, if you're Jerry Jones, I mean their goal is to win a Super Bowl, and and they still haven't been able to get that done. And I think when you look at all the talent on that team, and especially feeling like a wasted season this year, a team that's probably their best assembly of talent in recent memory, that's why you know we talk about that. And Mike McCarthy's safe, which is really interesting, but I do think there's going to be some changes there as well. And you know the Jaguars disappointed too. There were so many times during this year where you thought, oh wow, they're going to build off of the momentum of last season and I still think they're headed in a just fine direction it's just going to be a matter of finding a way to finally capitalize when it really matters most and and not struggle down the stretch I mean that's the big key and and then with the Dolphins the injuries are really what got them I think so many people want to question Tua but Tua played great, and, and you look at his passer rating and what he put up when people were healthy and you know, when the defense was performing at a, a high level and they were healthy. I mean, they, they've just had devastating injuries, so I would attribute their failures more to that than anything else.
1: With the games Saturday and Sunday, do you smell an upset?
12: Uh, yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think there's so many possibilities. You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm on the call for the Texans Ravens game, and that's one where you just say, man, I love the Ravens. I think they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the entire NFL. But there is something a little bit dicey about not playing in the first round of the playoffs. And then aside from that, Lamar hasn't even played back to week 18. I did their game that week too, and they decided to rest him, which is probably the right thing to do. But you know, even Harbaugh was telling us today we just spoke to him that he, he is a little concerned about knocking some of that rust off. What they've seen in practice from Lamar has been great and all of that, but there have been those slow starts in the postseason that's been part of his narrative, and I think he's laser-focused this year. I think they should advance to the Super Bowl. I, I would really be surprised if they don't, but on the other side, it's like the Texans don't believe that they should lose any game. They, they have so much faith in what they do, and uh, they, they've been such a great story, but you know, C.J. Stroud's legit, and that team's legit. D'Amico Ryan's their head coach, so that would be one. I'm, I'm not picking the game because i'm calling it but
7: right yeah. that
12: would be one to look out for to say maybe a potential upset on, on a saturday and um, I, I think we have a really exciting weekend with these games coming our way There are just so many good ones another one to point out i just saw the bucks i did their game on monday night when they had the big win over the eagles and i would not count them out of anything at this point you know that they're not maybe at the talent level is their opponent necessarily across the board, but I think they are such a scrappy team. They're in, like, the model of Baker Mayfield, and I would not be shocked if they end up pulling off a big upset too. All
1: right, let, let's go to college. Just with with everything that's happened, you know, in Alabama, Saban, all of that, we're in this topsy-turvy, what-the-heck-is-going-to-happen-next mode here. Uh, what do you see – in your crystal ball here, in the short term, with college football, I, I, I'm not sure of the answer to that. Are you?
12: Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, it's it's very weird. You know, it felt like we had just this you know stretch of time where uh, in, in a 48 hour period, so many crazy things happen and one of them was Nick Saban retiring and you know look I actually did his very last interview that he did at a game after that Rose Bowl game that I was on Alabama's sideline and I got a sense that you know maybe he was considering stepping away I did not feel like it would happen this year he he did seem very reflective which was slightly different than he's been in the past but um, to think about a college football world where there's no Saban that, that sort of makes you scratch your head even and I'm sure there are some fans that roll their eyes about that but I I do think that's real. He's been somebody that has been just a constant, and he's been, I think a lot of people, you can't help but respect what he's done in a lot of ways. Um, And so I I do think there's going to be, a totally different landscape and, and the SEC is changing anyway and you think about there's not going to be any more east there's no east and west anymore you know it's just the two best teams in the entire conference meeting in the SEC championship the college football playoffs expanding so we sort of had already closed the book on the yesteryear of college football even this year and in in the previous year with everything that's changed with NIL and the different conference realignment but for those of us that are still trying to be college football purists and like reflect on the, the golden days uh, or the olden days <laughs> might be more appropriate. Yeah. That is long gone. I mean, this coming season is going to be completely different than even what we've already seen change wise with expansion and conference realignment. So I, I think it's all up in the air and um, really a fascinating time to be a college football fan.
1: Laura, Rutledge, jar guest you see her on NFL live and as you just heard her, she'll be doing uh work at the Ravens game. Uh, I have made this point, Laura, and I want to see if you agree with it. I understand fans getting up in arms about all the changes in college football, transfer portal, you know, making money through NIL, you know, 18. I I get all that. But my point has always been coaches have been doing that forever. And I'm not knocking Jed Fish, but he's an example. He wasn't in Arizona very long, and he bolts to go to Washington mm. and that's okay he's making more money you know blah 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 so aren't these players sort of just following what coaches have always done
12: yeah the players deserve to be able to do this and, and anybody who thinks otherwise doesn't have a good grasp on what this sport is and, and really how much money it makes. And that's a result of the product on the field. I mean, the coaches have actually a pretty minor role in the player's performance. They can coach them up, they can give them opportunity, but you know, at the end of the day, it's those guys executing at a high level when it matters most. And so they deserve to be compensated. They deserve to have these opportunities and opportunities that can change their families' lives, even before they hit the pros, or maybe without even ever hitting the pros. And I, I think the issue is more in the, Realm of the fact that we don't have any sort of control over this. There, there's no rules. It's it's just sort of like the wild wild west in the entirety of college football. And until we can say this is not like a state thing, because right now it's it's caught up in you know the legal part, portions of each state making their own parameters and their own rules. And until we can say this is how it operates from a, an entire college football world and it has to kind of start from the top there which we don't have that leadership in place that things are going to be crazy you know we, we need to get some sort of oversight that can control it and can be in the best interest of the players the fans the coaches everybody you know there's there's got to be a way to do that and we just haven't arrived on that yet so I think to me that's far more the issue um, than you know sort of people saying that the players getting compensated and NIL and, you know, being able to move schools and transfer and the transfer portal, all that, that's just what this is and that's what it should be, right? They should have the right to make a situation better for themselves, but it's more so that we need to find a way to create some sort of framework around it.
1: Last two things, I I enjoy looking into the Russell crystal ball and saying, I think this (laughs) is gonna happen. And sometimes you hit them and sometimes, what the heck was I thinking? Well, here's what I think. I think we – would you agree we're heading towards super conferences? And if, oh, yeah. we, and if we are, I think those super conferences are going to break off, have their own league, have their own rules, maybe even have a commissioner, and have their own championship. Do you think that's possible?
12: Yeah, I do. I mean, and look, at you know, it would be – It would obviously be upsetting for a lot of college football fans that you know kind of enjoy just like the the spontaneity of some of the competition. But what what do we all really want to see? Like we want to see the best products on the field. And and I think at some point you got to accept that you know. This is turning into more of a pro world, which I know is frustrating for some people. But there's still the beauty and the grandeur of college football. Like that's never going anywhere. As much as as much as it can change, there are things that will always stay the same. Which a lot of times are the nostalgic things that we love the most. Those aren't changing. Like no one's changing how we enjoy these games with our family, right? Um, And that's what it all comes down to. So I do think that you would see, you know, potentially like a super conference, SEC, which is massive, and you know the SEC isn't really looking to expand any further. Than they already have, but could in the future. And maybe they're just playing another super conference, or maybe just playing amongst themselves and ultimately leading to some sort of like massive hunt for a championship. And then maybe schools that just aren't quite at that level, they have their own secondary conferences, and maybe that leads to even better opportunity for some of these players to, to advance to a pro level. Or maybe it just becomes about like enjoying the games and enjoying the fandom. I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, in saying, let's make it a little bit more even and a little bit better of a product that you would see because the competition is you know kind of at the same level across the board.
1: Last thing, <clears throat> there's certainly angst here uh, with Gator men's basketball and certainly football. And if you look at the transfer portal rankings, whatever they're worth, Florida is nowhere sniffing the top. They're not mm-hmm. getting big-name people, and that's got some people here wigging out. It, it, is that a concern?
12: Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a concern. You know, we, we as Florida people, we're very proud, <laughs> and we should be. And um, it is it is frustrating. Like, I would never deny that. I, I would never try to sit here and say, oh, it's, like, all good, and it's fine. You know, it, it's, it's definitely not. And I think one of the main issues is the fact that you're looking around and saying, well, wait a second our competition in this league is getting better and better and, yes. and we've got to keep up. And and I think that's, I think that's kind of the issue, but you know, what I would say is that this is really a prove it year when it comes to showing how talent can be developed and how talent can, you know, be put in a position to succeed scheme wise and things of that nature. Like how can you get the edge from a coaching and talent development perspective? And if that doesn't happen, then, you know, those concerns are only going to get stronger and we all kind of know what could happen in that way. But I, I would just, I I think it's more, it's it's going to come down to that, right? It's like if you can't get these super big name people, and, and we should be getting them at Florida because Florida is a great place and Florida is one of the most still known and recognizable brands in all of college sports. So um, there, there's got to be more of that when it comes to bringing in talent, but I, I do think it 's a prove-it year when it comes to developing the talent that is there, rewarding them um, if they continue to have success, and then finding ways scheme wise which I do think the staff is capable of to have an advantage
1: what 's your weather in Baltimore?
12: Oh man, I was just look I just opened some <laughs> packages of these uh, like I, I think i 'm going to be wearing like nine battery powered things uh, on the on the sideline, trying to stay warm because the the real feel which is what I pay attention to, is like six degrees. So it will be in the maybe like the 20s, but the wind is supposed to be terrible. So um, anyway, pray for me. My last game in Baltimore was week 18, and it was 35 degrees and pouring down torrential rain the entire time. Would have been better for it to snow. It didn't snow. It just rained. We were just soaking wet in 35 degrees. So um, the toils and snares of my chosen (laughs) profession here, Steve. I blame you, actually, because it all started with you. So if it wasn't for you,
1: I I, I take Just full kidding. blame and responsibility for that. As um, you
12: should. <laughs> always appreciate
1: you. Dress warm and have a good call over there. Thank you.
13: Thanks, Steve. You we'll got talk it, Laura, thank
1: you. you. She's terrific. Laura Rutledge, uh, NFL Live, uh, SEC Nation, etc. 12.46, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines back up again. What is your definition of irrelevancy when it comes to uh, Gator football and or Gator men's basketball? ESPN, one FM, fifty AM, WYUF.
0: Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM,
13: 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. The Tampa Bay Lightning are hosting the Minnesota Wild tonight. The Lightning are looking for their fourth straight win at home. In their last game, they beat the Anaheim Ducks 5-1, meanwhile the Wild are also coming off of a dominant 5-0 win over the New York Islanders. Tune in right here at 6.30 for live coverage. High school basketball is on tonight. For the boys, P.K. Young is headed to Buholtz, Chieflands is hosting Newberry, and Trenton will go to Brantford. Girls' hoops includes Oak Hall headed to Union County, Bell hosting Bronson, and North Marion going to Williston. Former Gator Ben Shelton is headed to the third round of the Australian Open as he's set to face Adrian Manorino tomorrow at 4 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs.
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. W.R.U.F. Dave-
1: by care Federal Credit Union is the place I've done my banking for a very long time. In fact, over thirty years. Now, if you're a Florida health care worker, you and your family, this is the place for you to do your banking. Great people that are there to help you do whatever you need to have done in your banking needs. Simplicity, security, savings. No annual fee and rewards points with every purchase it pays to keep the FICARE visa at the top of your wallet. It features no annual fee, a low fixed rate, and visas zero liability protection. And you earn points with every purchase and redeem for cash back, merchandise, and a whole lot more. Membership has its rewards. Make sure you take a look at FICARE Federal Credit Union and bank at the place I do my banking. To find out more, go online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. we get the bugs out of your car. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at davemaysautomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out.
4: Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs,
14: out of your car. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grills Delicious Brunch is now served in a premium buffet. And we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. Plus, you can enjoy Bottomless, Minosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in town.
7: Having health insurance is important, so if you or anyone in your family has Medicaid or CHIP, listen up. Check your mail for a renewal form from your state, complete the form, and mail it back right away so you don't lose your coverage. If you do lose Medicaid or CHIP, visit healthcare.gov to see if you're eligible to enroll in a low-cost, quality health plan. Keep your family covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
10: Family owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com.
0: From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF
1: radio app. Mike says irrelevancy is not making postseason play for a period of three consecutive years. Um, Julie said that the best gator in the pros was Emmett Smith. Yeah, we mentioned that yesterday, Julie, no, no, no doubt. Uh, we were just kind of doing that other sports uh, besides football. Uh, Steven says, it's my opinion, Golden should play five or six players 30 plus minutes a game for more continuity instead of everybody averaging 20-something minutes per game, your thoughts. Um, I think that can be a game-by-game thing, Stephen, uh, because sometimes, depending on a matchup, is a guy hot, uh, you know, whatever. I-, I don't know that Golden goes in a game and says, uh, player X is going to get 30 minutes today. Take Look at Riley Kugel. His minutes have wildly varied, so I, I don't know that that's what you do on a consistent basis I, th- I still think it's more of a game-to-game deal uh george is going to join us hi george
15: hey steve thanks for taking on my call back mm-hmm. well i tell you what it's something to get bumped by uh by laura rutledge i kind of feel honored in a way but <laughs> oh <Okay. laughs> uh, no it's good it's really cool when she comes on your show because it it uh It's obvious that she really enjoys doing segments uh, with you guys. You have a great work uh, relationship, so that's kind of cool. But what I I was calling about is your definition of relevancy uh, with the sports program. And to me, I've thought about this before, and I've told my kids, I said, you know, we're just not relevant anymore. And to me, that means when you turn on ESPN and when I turn on uh, satellite radio and talk to some of the Nat, you know, or not talk to, but listen to some of the national shows. They don't talk about us anymore. You know, it, it used to be that when, uh, or the urban Meyer and seats area, the, just regular season games, Tennessee, FSU, you turn on the the national uh, shows, whether it's ESPN and they would have segments highlighting these upcoming games. You know, um, I, I was listening to one of the satellite radios yesterday afternoon and, uh, uh, D1 baseball came on and guess what? They were talking about Gator baseball because we're relevant in Gator baseball but anyway that's just my thought about the relevancy. I don't know what you think about that. I, I know it all kind of relates back to placement and your standings in, this, in the conference but to me it's just when you're not talked about anymore uh, you, you've you lost your relevance in the coaching world, in the uh, sports world
1: I don't disagree well I, I don't disagree except for the last thing that you said Okay, yeah. here's why What irrelevancy is for many of you has to do with the major sports, right? So if gymnastics is ranked number two, if softball is at the top 25, if swimming is ranked, it's not talked about on ESPN. And and I, I get that. But those programs are very relevant. And the majority of the programs on this campus are relevant, Because most of them are pretty good. Men's golf just won a national championship.
15: Well, Dan, I I agree with you. I I, I think what I would would tailor my comment and say, and it's specific to sports, just like I mentioned with baseball. You know, it's not, well, it is one of the three majors, but they were talking about it because we are ranked number two. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, gymnastics, some of those other sports, they just don't have the popularity, and so they're not on the national show. Well, they're they're popular,
1: but they're not on television. They're not, somebody in Utah is not going to be talking about gymnastics as opposed to whatever. Right, yeah. But go to the Old Dome and see how many people are in that place when Florida competes, and you'll see how popular they are.
15: Yeah, I've got to do that. I've, I've heard you speak about that often, and I bet you that that's a that's, that sounds like a fun venue. But All anyway, right. those those are my thoughts. I, I want to get to where they're talking about us again on the on the nature network. All space right, space.
1: thank you, George. Appreciate your call. Hey, Byron, what's up?
16: Hey, Steve, man, I got it stole my thunder. I know you, Steve Laura, man, and it just makes me think of the the chief seats and. Uh, Giving you a shout out too, Steve. I, I don't, I don't, never went there so, but I didn't know you guys were so great. You, you have produced and Larry and you guys and uh, I guess he worked with him, but y'all have produced such great students, man. And uh, just love your show, man. And uh, shout out to Greg, man. Yesterday, man, at called man, I've been lovin' him a long time, and he give you a shout out for listening to you back way back when you worked for the fire department. I kind of, you know, and you've been teaching school and all. But let me keep going, Steve, and the journalism school that you have. Steve, you were talking about the uh, Missouri team. Uh, uh, y'all did that. And, uh, man, that's, I was saying that yesterday. These games are going to be close. Even though they haven't won anything, they're hungry. And that's what makes it great. But don't, every game going to be close, even like NBA right now, Steve. These games are going to come down to I hope we can do it. And last, Steve, uh, great interview, as always, with Laura and the NFL questions. And, Steve, Jags, you brought up, thank you for that, but the Jets, and when you don't have nothing to talk about, do like the GM. or You know how they play fantasy football. What would you do this year with Rodgers and, and your team as the Jets? And, and if you could do the Jaguars, what, what would we draft and all that? Because I never got into that aspect of the game. And, if, you know, if y'all, if we ended that when we were a boy, let's see what the GMs would do and have us have talk about that and later right. on. Thank you for Byron, thank the Byron, thank
1: you. Uh, if I'm the GM of the Jets in the first round, they pick offensive tackle whoever. That is paramount. To protect Aaron Rodgers, Greg. Hello.
15: Hey, hey, Steve. Thanks, Byron, for that. I appreciate. It. I love his calls. He brings the passion. Hey, Steve. I just want to uh, tell you about irrelevancy for Florida football and men's basketball. I'm just going to address those two, and you just called this out. You're right. But the, you could look at right now and say it's right now. You could look at last football season. This is the irrelevancy of the University of Florida football, once mighty and. You know, this is it right now. And I, I like where Tom Goldman's going, but this is it. We're irrelevant in men's basketball and football. And I do appreciate Laura, too, Steve. If, uh, you know, the marching band's the pride of the sunshine. She's definitely got to be part of the pride of the journalism school for you guys and uh, and the Gator Nation. My question, I'll listen off air, Steve, I know you're up against the 1 o'clock, is the Bucks QBs, uh, or rather the Bucks, the quarterbacks, Bucks versus Detroit. In your opinion, just quick, like, who do you think has the better quarterback going into the Bucks Detroit game? And I'll listen all fair and go Gator.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, better in quotes, right? Um, Golf and Mayfield both can throw it to the other team on occasion. Um, but I think if I had to rate them, Golf a little bit. But Mayfield played very well the other day. Maybe one of the best games he's played all year in getting them to this point to play in Detroit. Hour 2 coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM. WYUF.
11: What's
7: holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard.
11: Takes too long.
7: Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day.
15: 15 minutes isn't long.
7: Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations.
3: Just three weeks? Even better.
7: Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence.
10: Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long.
7: And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's
10: It's perfect. perfect.
7: Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com babble.com.
11: Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand
5: new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality, warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit M-A-A-C-O, Gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on main street
0: welcome to sports scene with steve russell let's talk some sports have some lunch on espn 98 1 fm and eight fifty a.m wruf
1: welcome to the hour two of sports scene for this thursday appreciate drew king being here in the first hour from power mizzou talking about missouri basketball a team that's struggling and uh laura rutledge joining us here uh from espn talking NFL and college football. Now, live in the studio, the voice of the gator, Sean Kelly. And he will take your questions, calls, and comments. 392-8255. Sean, welcome back. Um,
9: you're, not, you're not supposed to schedule me on the same day as Laura.
1: Well, it was after, though. It's,
9: no, that's true. Uh, and you're here. She's a so. star. I'm not. Uh,
1: you, you're a star in your own way, and she's a star in her own way. So I'm just, I'm just the one that, Get them all together nope, um, yeah. um i i know there's a lot because I, mean, I i take them and i'm sure you hear about it too you know there is certainly frustration you know in in gator nation but you were there and i know i, I was just telling sean because i had to stay late that day uh i was in the car and i got to hear sean's call and i could just hear you know there was uh, frustration because of calls not being made and that happens once in a while but I'm with you, Sean, and I've been with you on this bandwagon. Two and three ain't great. Would you rather be four and one? Yes. But if you can beat a struggling Missouri team, you're two and three, and the schedule gets, at least on paper, a little
9: better. A- a- am I wrong there? No, you're not. We talked about this last week yes. a little bit. And so then I started to figure out, okay, well, if this is as tough as that. Well, let me, hold on. Let me back up. i got a stat for you. Okay. I try to bring you a number every week. Mm-hmm. So um, from the time... At the end of the non-conference schedule, okay, right before the Gators played Kentucky, and now we've played four conference games since that moment, right? In that stretch of time, Florida's strength of schedule rank has jumped 100 positions in four games' time. That gives you some idea of who you've played here recently. All three of the losses are to top 25 teams. Two of the three are to a team that was ranked number six at the time you played them. So um, we said that last week a little bit. If you can maybe be two and three in these first five, I think you're set up in a good way. Uh, You have to beat Missouri on the road. You haven't yet to proven that you're ready to play on the road just yet. So take the step. You'd be two and three and then Mississippi state and a few others. And then if you really want to try and get your arms around this, right? Slide down near the end of the schedule. If, if, if the Gators have been punished, whatever, or were dealt the card, better yet, dealt the card of here's your first five. Have fun with those boys. If you look down the road a little bit with the schedule, actually, the the reward or the payback comes with the strength of teams that you're going to play in the fir- the first week of March. You know, your last five, especially that, the last three. Did that yesterday. Okay, yeah. you did. So yes. okay. So look, I don't want to do the whole game that I saw the other night all over again I don't want to be thinking to myself golly can we be 500 in the league at the end of January we're not a 500 type of place none of us want it it's not the standard but I sure would love to have momentum heading for the postseason including the SEC tournament and so if you can just if you can just run this thing and and not get clobbered too badly you're in a position to make hay later, to use a cliche, make some hay later, and you'll have some steam rolling toward when it really matters. Yep. Let's take some calls here. Joe, welcome.
8: Hi, Steve. Yes. Uh, yeah, I wanted to touch base a little bit on Baker Mayfield. I heard you commenting on him a little bit. Um, I'm I'm an alumni gator. I love Kyle Trask. I hope he does well. But I'm just a big Baker Mayfield fan, and you know, I've been following him ever since, I mean, you know, coming out of college, he first got recruited by a small school and Oklahoma got him and he won the Heisman. He went to Cleveland, had a great first year. The second year, he was hurt, yet he kept playing and he didn't play well and he wound up getting, you know, dumped, they dumped him. He went to the Panthers and they were a wreck when he played for them. And, you know, the Rams picked him up after Stafford got hurt and he played really well for them. And and then Cleveland, I mean, I'm sorry, then now he's with Tampa Bay and He's got, you know, he's just a gritty player, as you as you know. Troy Aikman loves him a lot, you know, comments about him, and uh, yeah, I I just wanted to comment on him, you know, I like him a lot, and uh, I hope the best for Kyle Trask too. But uh, I just wanted to get your comments on him or whatever.
1: Um, I, I always like to see athletes, college, high school, pro, who come in, you know, maybe with a lot of hype, who stumble a bit, and then recover. And do well, and that's what Mayfield's done. I mean, look, he was last week. He played great, and give him that. I mean, the Bucks can win at Detroit, and and we'll see. But I mean, you like to see athletes, you know, get their due. I appreciate your call, Joe. Thank you a lot. Um, Peyton says, would Gator fans be happy if, for the next decade, the basketball team had many deep tournament runs and titles, while the football team only occasionally pulls an eight-win season every once in a while?
9: I, I, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I want to win all the time, no matter the sport.
1: Yeah, and that's, I think, depending on your point of view and what sport and all of that. Um, Lucas, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I asked what people thought irrelevant was. I hear that term a lot. We're not relevant. We're irrelevant. Okay. So I said today, give me your definition of what that is. And Justin says, being irrelevant is when you go into a season knowing you have no chance of winning any championship. There will be a lot of teams that are irrelevant then.
9: There will be a lot of teams that are irrelevant. That's what, what you're mean, saying. Yeah, you yes. said there will be a lot of teams that are irrelevant. Oh, no, no. no right, you're irrelevant. Yes. Irrelevant. Yeah. Any championship?
1: Yeah. Okay. Lucas says, for you, since yep. baseball's
9: around the corner, how excited are you for baseball? I'm always excited for baseball. Look – uh, the number two ranking is pretty cool, isn't it? And that's the poll, you know, over the years, you and I are old enough to remember that at one time it was either Baseball America or Collegiate Baseball. It was those two polls. And, and one was probably more reliable than the other, uh, being Baseball America. I mean, I'm really dating myself, aren't I? Yeah, You're smiling. I'm, I'm know. with yeah. you. Look, if we're looking for the poll that I think that I would pay the most attention to now, it's the D1 poll. I agree with And that that's too. where the Gators are ranked number two. So... I'm leaning in on that a lot. I think there's, and you know this too, with a young influx of talent, I think they're going to be very special, but we don't know what we don't know. I uh, We know this. We've got the returning starters that are coming along the way, and um, I also know that when I also looked at that D1 top 25, how many teams that Florida plays are in that same top 25. It's, it's look, it's it's high-level stuff. It really is, and so I'm excited to see them get started. As the, the defending conference champions, the thing I, that I, I I'm not sure this is fair,
1: but if you take last year, even without Langford, that lineup offensively could be really really good, mm-hmm. really good, without a doubt. And then pitching can be good too, but I guess if there's if there's a question mark, could it? W- would you say it's more on the pitching end as opposed to the hitting end?
9: Well, sure. Two of your three weekend starters are gone. Yeah. Uh, one of which was every Friday night the ball was going in Sproat's hand. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Somewhere along the way, you had to maybe have somebody else on a Friday. Nope. He was your Friday night guy the entire season. You had a closer last year who was your closer from start. To finish he's back is he the closer again is he a starter remains to be seen at this point but that's where I mean you're right that's where your question marks are the good news is you got another guy coming back from injury and you got some pitchers waiting in the wings that should step in there and you might even have a true freshman starting in one of those weekend spots coming up this weekend or this season I think the the other question mark with regard to a weekend rotation is what day is Cags throwing on is Cag only gonna stay on a Sunday does he move to another day in the weekend rotation? That's where Sully may have some some shuffling to do. We may not have, especially early on the schedule, we may not have um, you know, Steve Russell on Friday, Sean Kelly on Saturday, and Jeff Cardozo on Sunday. Um, that may get flipped around and twisted a few times before we eventually see the Gators into, into the conference yes, schedule. Yes, good dilemma to have. Oh, it's a huge luxury. Good without dilemma doubt, to have. Without
1: a doubt. All right, got a question or a comment for Sean. He's here. Um let's talk Florida, Missouri a little bit here. um look, I-, I watched Missouri play against Alabama the other day and they were competitive in the first half. They've had a lot of injuries. They're not playing guys that you know they thought they were going to play. but I did like at least you know when you watch on television. They look to be playing hard still, and and that and they're going to be playing at home. They're going to be desperate to get
9: a win here. They laid down at the end. They did. They had yes. you know they had the game you know single digits. It was a ball game, and all of a sudden it was just and we're done. Yep. Um, but you're right. They're they're banged up. Uh, they're they're disjointed when you watch them play. They, they don't have that kind of. They don't have a flow to. It. They don't have a team look to them right now. Um, but they always seemingly have a run. Right. Yes. They're one of these teams that count on it at some point and usually seemingly early second half whatever they make teams real uncomfortable like they you may be ready to turn the television off missouri's down by double digits and then you go back and you turn it on it's like a one-point game and then they just don't finish yeah. and that's the thing they haven't finished a game yet and as a result they're 0-4 i just you know they're at home this weekend uh their students are back for this weekend uh it'll be a high of nine degrees it's on and the weather's Saturday. not and it's you know it's really tough right now to win on the road. Just ask Tennessee. They go to Mississippi State, they lose at the hump. That's a far better team in Tennessee than Mississippi State. But the road is what it is uh, right now. So, again, I think the Gators really responded well after the Ole Miss game, albeit at home, in thumping Arkansas. They have a clunker against Tennessee. We can get into however many reasons you want to talk about with that. It needs to be better. This is a chance to be a bounce back, and the bonus would be grab that first road win and get that thing off your back and, and move forward from there. I I like Florida matching up with Missouri this weekend. The way that, you know, if you were to individually match up or our our Gator strengths against their Tiger weaknesses, those kind of things, I think there are a lot of things that favor Florida for the weekend. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, total package, hello.
17: Hey, Sean, uh, two questions for you. One, I'm going to put you on the spot so you can think about it for 30 seconds. Since you've arrived here in Gainesville, who would you say has helped you the most in your particular job? And the second question is, are you following Ben Sheldon and the Australian Open? I'll take him off the air, and we love having you here, bud. Thank
9: you. I'll start with Ben because my schedule has not allowed me to watch Ben as of yet. Um, I've seen the highlights, obviously, and – if he's not the the next wave of young stars in tennis, I, you know, then I need to stop watching the sport. He's electric to watch, and I'm so happy for him. Um, who's helped me the most? Wow, it's really it's really been a collective effort. I I have in my age now, in my career, my experience, I have um, become very good at tapping into anything that can help me because I need it. Right, so. Look, it, it's it's everything from the institutional knowledge that the guy to my left has, Steve Russell, um, or a Jeff Cardozo, or a Steve Egan, who, are, uh, who is our engineer, who we don't talk enough about as far as being just a, a tremendous individual, but a Gator and one who's seen it all from, from basically the early 90s on. Yes. Um, but I'm not afraid to go down to Coach Spurrier's office and ask him about something either current or Gators past, or... The fact that I've got Shane and Tate on the broadcast. Um, Lee Humphrey has shown me a lot of things. And I think that I've helped them in growing as a former athlete into a broadcaster. And uh, whether they like it or not, the return on that is that I'm going to pick their brain on everything about being a Gator and yeah. a former player. So you should. Yes. By the way, Lee Humphrey is on this week's Gator Tales podcast that we do uh, on the website there. He, he's going to tell a story about water skiing and Billy Donovan. Ooh. that's the thing Lee 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 saves things I think nice I think he tease. holds back yes. yes and the other by the way I um, may as well if you don't yes. mind plug oh, it please uh the new uh director of football performance Craig Fitzgerald will be on the podcast Very this much. week and I just literally came from an interview with him so um uh, Gators I think you're gonna like I'll just leave it at that um so anyway it's a collective thing um, and I'm not afraid to tap in and ask for help for people along the way.
1: One more segment with Sean. Call him up. Talk a little sports here. 116 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98 1 FM 850 AM WRUF.
0: Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98 1 FM 850 AM WRUF.
13: Good afternoon. I'm Michael Tubbs. The Minnesota Wild are headed to Tampa to face the Lightning. Wild's last game they beat the New York Islanders 5-0 and are now looking for back-to-back wins. On the other hand the Lightning are looking for their fourth straight win at home. Tune in right here for live coverage at 630. High school basketball is on tonight. For the girls, The Rock is hosting Newberry, Chiefland is headed to Riverside Christian, and Columbia is going to Baker County. In boys' basketball, Meadowbrook Academy will host St. Francis Catholic, Trenton is going to Brantford, and Santa Fe will travel to Gainesville. Florida Gymnastics is back tomorrow night. The 7th-ranked Gators are headed to Auburn to face the 12th-ranked Tigers at 6 p.m. Last year, the Gators beat the Tigers by less than a point in Gainesville. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubb
0: ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
8: It's time
5: to select. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive. For the easiest car you'll ever buy. It's time to
4: select. Selectmotorcar.us.
11: It's your Daughtry Tree Service tree care tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the trees lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable quality service at fair prices for any size job. Free trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people.
10: Family owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com.
14: Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier, and I want to let you know that Spurrier's Gridiron Grills delicious brunch is now served in a premium buffet, and we're now serving Gainesville's only elevated buffet, complete with an omelet station, ginger sage chicken sausage, shredded short rib, and of course, our chicken and waffles. Plus, you can enjoy bottomless, mimosas and Bloody Marys. So join us every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for the best brunch in
8: town.
15: I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm, and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Meldon Law from a family friend who knows Kerry himself, and I gave him a call, and they completely changed everything for me.
7: If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000 at Meldon Law. We won't
13: back down.
0: On the road, there's a thin line between safety and tragedy. Don't cross
8: it. When you see flashing lights on any emergency, service, utility, or disabled
11: vehicle, move over a lane or slow down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit. Give law enforcement, first responders, and service professionals the space needed to do their jobs. Help protect those who protect us. Move over or slow down for emergency lights. Move over, Florida. It's the law. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles.
0: Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF, the home of
16: the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF anywhere in the world on the WRUF
13: radio app.
1: Once of the Gators Sean Kelly is here. Three nine two eight two five five. question for him. Adrian says the fly and the ointment in your schedule breakdown is that those easier games at the end of the season will not be quad one, maybe not quad two opportunities. You're quickly running out of those quad one chances that are so critical relative to making the tournament in the eyes of the committee. Kentucky at the end of the month might be your last quad one game.
9: Yeah, it might be. Um And a relevant point, but not the number one driving point. I I think we're talking about a conference right now, number two in the country, second only to the Big 12. So I think at some point we leave the quad one stuff. It's relevant, don't get me wrong. But I think finishing in the top five is going to be really, really important in the conference because I think that – it's going to be hard. The conference thing is going to be good enough that be a hard time to keep the top five teams out of the big tournament. So, yes, I understand the quad one opportunity situation there. Um, I think you're actually pick one up coming up possibly, uh, the way things are trending, maybe Mississippi State next week. They may be moving into where it could be a quad one win. Um, it's so hard to keep track of because it, it changes. The, all the it's time. a moving target, yeah. right? I just here's the target I, I want to see. I'd like to see ten wins in conference play. That's where I think the Gators will be fine. Greg says it's been reported Florida ranks 12th out
1: of uh, the 13 or 12th out of 13 SEC schools in men's basketball operating expenses and ninth in recruiting spending. So does it show in person while you're at the other schools? Um, maybe he means facility well I don't know where you're going no
9: not facility wise I would say not where it shows a little bit I think is when I can if I've heard somewhere in the background like we Florida might have been in on a guy and wasn't able to get it done because of the resource rankings that you're talking about does that make sense yeah, so it might exactly. be a individually ba- individually based but i don't i don't think at the moment other than just like any other sport right now the nil challenges um, when it comes to the other ways that the whether the the way the team travels the whether the uh, how the practice facility looks the arena we that the gators play in i don't think there's a competitive disadvantage in any of those categories right now in that space um. Bennett, who is the person's name
1: here? Oh, I'll find out. Hi, who is this, please? Yeah.
3: Hey, Mr. Russell. Talk to me. Okay. And Mr. Kelly, good day, sir. Yes, sir. Um, um, I I, I don't want to try to oversimplify this, but um, as far as the irrelevancy topic, I think doesn't it basically come down to the Spurrier era? As far as football and the Donovan era, as far as basketball,
10: what about uh, has,
9: what about Urban has, Meyer?
3: I I think Urban Meyer actually. I, I Come on, didn't now. know you were going to touch me. I didn't know you two were going to. Two championships, me on two championships. Yeah, but I think he poisoned the program a little bit. I don't know that. Maybe that's just. Maybe that's just my own slant.
9: Well, it's a slant, but I don't know how. It, I don't know how you would say that the Gators are were irrelevant when Urban had them playing in the best time slots every week and winning championships. That's that's, that's relevant. That's relevant. You know what else is relevant too? All right, yeah. yeah okay. Um no, ahead, it's it's we'll it's I mean, we could spend hours on this I know. frankly. Which by the way, which which program has the most players still playing in NFL football right now? Florida.
3: Which program? flor Florida. Florida?
9: Florida has more ga- there are more gators playing in the remaining n f l games than any other college program
3: is that relevant the, oh, you, the remaining n f l games of the, the teams playoffs. that are left yes yeah okay okay
9: i think there's right. fifteen of them i think it's mo- more than anybody else okay
1: I
3: mean,
9: is that is that um, that's to me that's a kind of a relevant thing
3: that's, re- that's, absolute, that's sure absolutely that's absolutely relevant yeah. yes absolutely sir um and also sean i, I haven't had an opportunity to hear any of your broadcasts, because typically I'm at work whenever the games are on.
9: You might be better um. off. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm being that way.
3: Go ahead, finish. <laughs> go ahead, finish, <laughs> it, finish up. Finish um, it. But do you have a, Do you, I? Do you have your catchphrase, uh, Mick you And what was what was the what was this? Uh, how did it feel to you stepping in to the Gator Booth after so many years with Hubert uh, as the voice of the Gators? Do you have your catchphrase? He you had the three-ball, bucket. uh oh, my, and I, you know. Do no. you get that?
9: I don't really have a catchphrase or a signature phrase. Um, and to step into that position, it's been humbling and a blessing and an honor and a big responsibility. And, by the way, I talked to Mick last week, and he sends his best to everybody, and he's doing great. All right, Todd, Jimmy, thank you for your call. J.D., hello.
17: Hey, Steve, uh, Sean. Sean, I just want to say uh, the last – Call it touched on it. Now, I didn't think personally. I didn't think anybody could replace Mick. But uh, if it can be done, you've done it. So uh, anyway, congratulations. Thank you. I don't. I, I, I
9: don't ever. And I get that a lot. I, I don't ever. There's no way I'll ever replace Mick. No way. I hope yeah. that I'll uphold a standard. Perhaps. So
17: you, you, yeah, you're, set, you're setting yourself up as the new. You, you'll be that somebody's gonna have to replace Sean, and uh, you know it'll, we'll, we'll go through the same thing. I don't know if I'll be around, but uh, you know, Sean, you're gonna set the standard. So anyway, uh, moving on. I is, is you guys got to tell me is something in the water at the University of Florida uh, that that we cannot play defense? Uh, you well, baseball's different, baby. But name your sport. I, I, I mean, when you go into basketball and you know you're playing a, a, a top level team. Uh, uh, Tier one or tier two, you you, you're going to give up 85 points. I mean, I I don't get it. I I guess I'm old school. I can remember. You know, there used to be a thing, Sean. I think you've done some uh, uh, pro, some NBA stuff. There used to be a thing. There used to be a thing called a stopper in basketball and yeah. when i was growing up there were stoppers and they were and you know i would be danged if i'm a coach if i'm letting somebody score 40 50 point go off for 40 or 50 on me you now i go to a boxing one or something and i that guy's get he he if he may if he's going to score 40 he's going to crawl out of the dang gym, and i don't see that anymore yeah you know? i don't see
9: well you don't see I it don't. anywhere anymore i mean the days are just you know you know yeah, you, you don't, don't see a see guy it. physically it just it right. doesn't happen i i think teams have stoppers i I think there are two defenders on the Gators that kind of would be, you know, hey, I'm taking the best guy. I don't care how big or small he is. Uh, there That's is some of that. But look, I'll say this, and and if Coach Golden was sitting right next to me, he, he, would, he would probably move the microphone to his mouth and say, yep, on the road we suck on defense. It has not been good on the road. But yet you have seen defensive performances, mostly at home or on a neutral site, where you say this team actually – can defend a little bit but on the road it just hasn't happened and let me just say this because you mentioned the guy going for nearly 40 the other night dalton connect um first of all how the heck was he hiding at northern colorado the last two years he's the best player i've seen in person with my own eyes this year is he the best player in college basketball probably not but he's the best one that i've seen with my own eyes in person that dude's going to be in the league in, in the league, the name of the game is score the ball. Yep. He can score the ball any way he wants to. It's amazing. He's really smart. He's not a great defender. But, look, the Gators weren't the only ones who couldn't stop that guy. He was averaging 32-plus the two games prior. He lit somebody – oh, North Carolina. He went to the Dean Dome and dumped 32 on the board against the Tar Heels back in December. I. That's a dude. And – he was a major, major problem. It was, it was I, you know, never, never had a tie. Gators never had a lead. They pull within 10, and I was like, I think this is this is the window. This is the chance. Sure enough, nine zero run by Tennessee. Two possessions where, going back to what you said, I'll try not to get fined by the league. There was a call or two that I didn't think, there was a, two non-calls, let's put it that way, and then the next thing you know, they're up 10, Connect comes back in, hits a pair of shots, and the game's over. I mean, that's how quick it was. That's a good Tennessee team, man. Uh, that I, I don't know if I'm ready to label them as a Final Four team like I did right after I saw UConn last year, but it's a top 10 team. I've said that about them and Baylor. And the more I watch Kentucky, yeah, it makes my stomach stomach really turn because I can't stand Cal. But they're entertaining, and they're also on your list of teams that you have lost to right now. I can't wait to see them again at the end of the month. Um, what's Who's the caller? You got me That's really, J.D. J.D. Yeah. J.D., got me all cranked up now here on Thursday. Yeah,
17: well, Good I, job, I, J.D. I, I get that way, too, Sean. And, you know, I, I, I'm one of those old school guys. You know, I like to hear, you know, if you're if you're looking down, at us, you're looking at your clipboard or whatever, and you hear skin burns on the dang floor and guys diving at loose balls and that kind of stuff. I love it. And I I think on any really good basketball team, top look, you've got to have one stopper, maybe two stoppers, and you've got to have one or two of those guys. They don't care how many points they're going to score. They're diving on the floor for loose balls. They're blocking out. They're boxing mm-hmm. out. There, you got to have an elbow J- with you. JD. Yes, sir. Yep.
9: Yeah, you know who your favorite player is going to be by the end of the year? If it isn't already, it's Alex Condon. uh, Just gonna say it's Alex Condon, man.
17: Okay. Yep. Yeah, I I like that. I like it. Sometimes he takes shots that I think, "What in the world is he thinking?" Yeah, he's
9: a freshman and he's only been playing basketball for like three years, so he's he's gonna he's gonna do things that make you, you know, break the TV tray. But man, you want to talk about a a guy with heart and tough grit? You're gonna gonna love that kid. He's he's that. All
1: right, JD. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well. We will see what happens on Saturday. Dress warmly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard to say, you know, big game, but you
9: don't want to go one and four. They're, they're, all, they're all big. Yeah. They're all they big. Are. No, look, again, tweet me whatever you want to do. I know, you know, no, none of us want to be under 500 through five, but you win against Missouri, you're two and three. I think this it's, it's an opportunity for the Gators to win the next three. So win the next three, and then we'll have a conversation yeah. about where things stand. And I think this conversation changes too—the tenor of callers and
1: all that. What? Yeah. No. Yes. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Appreciate you, Sean. Good Thank you. you. Uh, One thirty-three. Time check. Brought to you by Hey Shirley. ESPN. Ninety-eight-one FM.
0: Eight fifty AM. WRUF. <laughs> of Journalism and Communications. ESPN 981 FM and 850 AM WRUF.
4: A new year comes with new hope, new optimism. It's time to start fresh and look ahead. At International Diamond Center, we're excited to be a part of your special moments in the new year. We've expanded our selection for 2024. Our diamond inventory has never been better. All sizes, all shapes, real, natural, precious diamonds at the best direct importer prices. And it doesn't stop there. We're showcasing all the new styles and trends in engagement rings and fashion jewelry inspired and created by the world's premier designers. No one has more fashion-forward jewelry than IDC. Plus, our Swiss watch collection is mind-blowing with a fabulous selection of pristine pre-owned rolex watches so as you look ahead and plan for a new year remember international diamond center locally owned internationally connected with a staff of non-commissioned experts who will guide you every step of the way welcome to 2024 let idc help you celebrate what matters most in the new year your love international diamond center in celebration point hi i'm frankie lane from lane
9: yardware in williston can you feel it in the air? 2024 is going to be an exciting year, and patriots everywhere are looking forward to making America great again. At Lane's Yardware, we're here to help. No, we're not from the government, but we can surely help you keep your yard looking great all year long so you can proudly display your American flag. Happy New Year from Lane's Yardware, located on Main Street in Williston and on the web at lanesyardware.com.
10: Remember back when you learned how to ride a bike? You needed courage, determination, and some Band-Aids for those bumps and bruises. But when it was all said and done, what you really needed was balance. At Radiant Credit Union, we're paving the path for your financial future with our balance transfer offer. Right now, you can transfer your high-interest credit card debt to our Radiant Visa credit card with a super low intro rate, plus no balance transfer fee or annual fee. Visit RadiantCU.org balance and start saving today. Federally insured by NCUA.
11: New Year's resolutions can be tough, but if you've resolved to clean up around your home, office, or property, you're in luck. Gator Hauling & Junk Removal is here to help. They can remove furniture, junk, appliances, almost anything you can think of, quickly and affordably. Gator Hauling & Junk Removal is veteran-owned and proud to support our community. Call 665-JUNK, that's 665-JUNK for a free estimate. Get your New Year's resolution accomplished and call 665-JUNK today.
0: From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update.
10: Today, cloudy skies and milder temperatures as winds start to turn. Highs today should get into the lower 60s in most spots. We'll have a slight chance for a passing shower later in the afternoon and during the evening. Overnight, cloudy skies, isolated showers, very mild low temperatures near 50. Tomorrow afternoon, highs near 70 with an on and off chance for showers again. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski.
8: It's a, it's a it's the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah!
0: Now, I know you're simplifying that, but it's not as simple because if you said Jim Harbaugh is going to coach Justin Herbert in the Chargers or Bill Belichick was, I would take Jim Harbaugh. If you said the Dallas Cowboys, Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick, I'd say Bill Belichick. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com.
1: Welcome back. 392-8255. Email russell at wruf.com. If you're watching today on Cost Cable 8, welcome. Always appreciate the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, being here. Uh, William says, staying on the Strickland topic and incorporating relevancy. He really hasn't had one hire since he's been here result in revel- uh, relevancy. I think somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think Anthony Nesty, the swim coach, was his hire he was on the staff here but i believe that was his hire and i think swimming is relevant um but he says it's become so toxic i don't see him being here much longer interesting to see how sass feels about it do you really feel strickland's done a good job here just don't believe anybody can say with a straight face that he has well again if you look at the the totality of the hires right soccer has struggled women's basketball up and down and we all know what happened with the previous coach and that sport so yeah it hasn't been great but if you're talking about the two big sports those coaches have not had a lot of time yet and unfortunately there are people who will not give them the time and that's okay okay Uh, Jim says, whoever posed the question, why don't players want to come to Florida, asked a great question. I don't know the answer. Perhaps there are many answers. However, looking at the list of Alabama players who entered the portal and where they're going is a bit sobering. Five to FSU, none to Florida. Yeah, understand. Robert says, I propose a new state law that requires all new football and men's basketball coaches to attend a two-week boot camp under Sully and Tim Walton. They'll have to observe how two great coaches teach, train, and coach their respective teams. Part of the new law, we also require new coaches to lead their egghead analytical philosophies at home. Watch and learn. Let me just say something here, Robert. I mean, if you don't know, I've done get a baseball broadcast for a long time. When South Alabama came in here and beat Florida in a regional. I sat here, I sat here and took calls about Kevin O'Sullivan. About, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, right? So, it goes that fast. It can turn. I even had an email yesterday about Gator softball being number 20 in the D1 softball preseason poll that, What's happened to Gator softball? Okay. I mean, have those two done it and done it right for a long time? You bet. You bet. Um, and we'll see what the other guys do as well. Um, Monty and Virginia. Again, I love the fact we get emails and all from all over the place. Relevancy is a matter of degree, historically speaking. Currently, the more relevant teams are Bama, Georgia, I guess in football, Bama, Georgia, Texas, Oklahoma, LSU, Missouri, and Ole Miss. The less relevant teams include Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, and AM. In reality, the only true non relevant team in the SEC is Vanderbilt. And they're struggling in men's basketball, too. Oof. They're, they're having a tough time. You think it's bad at Florida? Uh it's really bad there. Uh Lucas says about the uh Gators and the pros have done well. Bradley Beal and Pete Alonzo. Hard to argue with that. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Tomorrow, J.C. Deacon here. Uh, Gator men's golf is starting its new season. Uh, He will tell you what that team consists of now. Also, the coach, Herm Edwards, will talk a little national. Football League and uh, the playoff games coming up. And then uh, agent extraordinaire Lee Steinberg will be here to give his thoughts on NIL, how that relates to the pros, etc. All that coming up tomorrow on a Friday edition uh, of Sports Scene. Uh, let's see here. Two more emails, and then I'm going to get uh, hopefully another couple of calls before we end the day today. Uh, Eric says... I get your I get your question about relevancy. I guess for me it's not relevancy; it's frustration. I'm just frustrated to see other schools that shouldn't be passing Florida, like Ole Miss, doing that in both basketball and football. That's just not acceptable. Let me ask this: <clears throat> What? Um, anointing is there of the Florida program being so high and mighty over everybody else? Where does that, where does it say Ole Miss can't be better than Florida in some things? Now, is Ole Miss, and again, what's, what, what a lot of people don't throw into the equation is how good a program Florida is overall, Right? And if you're going to criticize Scott Strickland, he is still the... If you want to criticize the people he's hired, okay, go ahead and do that. And I also understand that when you have Kevin O'Sullivan or Tim Walton, they are not his hires. But if you're going to say he's not doing the job, well, those programs are doing well under his stewardship. Right? So... You're splitting hairs a little bit because you're saying his hires, and I get that. But it's his responsibility for the entire program. So is gymnastics doing well? Yes. Is track doing well? Yes. That's under his stewardship. Did he hire those coaches? No, but you get where I'm going. 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, one FM, fifty AM, WYUF.
0: Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM
13: WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. The Tampa Bay Lightning will face the Minnesota Wild tonight. The Lightning are looking for their fourth straight win at home, meanwhile the Wild are coming off of a dominant 5-0 win over the New York Islanders. Tune in right here for live coverage at 6.30. High school basketball is on tonight. For the boys, Meadowbrook Academy will host St. Francis Catholic. Trenton is going to Brantford, and Santa Fe will travel to Gainesville. Girls' hoops include Oak Hall headed to Union County, Bell hosting Bronson, and North Marion going to Williston. The Gators' men's tennis season opener is tomorrow. The 23rd-ranked Gators will host a doubleheader, which includes the Citadel at 11 a.m. and North Florida at 4 in the afternoon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN
0: 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF.
13: Hey, Steve Russell
1: here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs or any vehicle. Donations are tax deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn
10: Family owned and operated for 48 years, the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center has been keeping homes warm since 1975. With these cooler days, now is the perfect time to spruce up your home and hearth with a cozy wood, gas, or electric fireplace or stove. Our showroom is full of decorative screens, tool sets, grates, and more. Spending time outdoors? See our heavy-duty fire pits, charcoal grills, and pizza ovens. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville, open Monday through Friday, online at woodstoveflorida.com.
4: Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are (sighs) complete. There, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket.
6: Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitflorida.com. Wear it, Florida.
0: You're all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app.
14: This is Coach and You're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank
1: you, Mr. Ball, Coach. Welcome back. Let's get uh, Daryl here. Hi, Daryl.
6: Hi Steve. How you doing? Good. Question about day of baseball
3: season right around the corner. Are you um, your role been a little changed a little bit more this year, or have you found out yet? Or because I, I, I drive for a living and I love listening to you. You know, I don't want to say it, especially. I started at uh, Scott Strickland that, but I, when he was on, I didn't want to you know get too deep into it with him. And you you
1: know no, it'll be it'll be um, myself and Jeff and Eric uh, on radio in okay. various combinations. Uh, Sean will also be on uh, as the, when basketball ends, uh, and okay. he and Jeff will do the postseason, as I understand it.
3: Okay, pretty much like last year, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll, do, well, I'll, I'll do a lot of the that. regular
1: season games, um, which All I'm right. really excited for. Uh, getting, right. uh, uh, getting to work with Jeff and getting to work with Eric. But, um, you know, and look, it, it's hard, and I'm not speaking in any ill will toward Sean at all. It's just right. difficult, you know, when, when Florida made the run last year and not being, you know, part of the postseason. It was difficult. It was hard. Yeah. Well, uh, but that's right. the way it is, and, you know, you run with it.
3: Right. And I know you and Jeff, man, y'all have such a flow um, with, uh, with each other. So, anyway, I'm just glad to hear that. I appreciate
1: it. Okay, Daryl, thank you. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf.com. You know the thing about Florida, as far as their roster, uh, I am going to go down the list here. If I my head, Dale Thomas is a senior. I think Shellnuts a senior. Uh, the transfer catcher from Coastal, I think, is a senior. Uh, that may uh, may have a couple of other ones. Oh, the kid from Liberty. Is a senior uh, guy, but they don't have a lot of seniors. They they still have a pretty young team that's built primarily from high school recruiting. There are certainly um, you know transfers that are there, but uh, I, I would I think Sully will always try to build the bulk of his team still the way he's done it you know through high school recruiting and development, and then sprinkle in. You know, transfer here, transfer there. Um, he's got a kid that went to uh, Florida Atlantic and Albert, um, and two transfer catchers that are going to help Luke Heyman out. Uh, Porter, hello.
18: Hey, Steve. Um, wanted to chime in on the the relevant question. And uh, um. I, you know you, i think it's basically you you your expectations change and then you know all of a sudden are they they're unre- it's unrealistic to keep achieving those goals so trying to take that out of it um in in the case of basketball CAA with the sixty four or now 69 teams or whatever sixty eight um i think it's it's realistic to to expect to be uh, uh, uh in the in the field most most of the most of the i mean you know, i don't know five out of seven years or something like that uh, and to, to be considered a, a, a player, and I would think you you want to have uh, a run, you know, certainly certainly past the first weekend, you know, a third to a half of that time anyway, and maybe once every, uh, I don't know, eight or ten years at least to have to have a a run towards the Final Four or, or to be a, con- a contender. I think that's that's relevant as a program as a whole. Now I'm not saying it's it's you know where we're at or anybody else. I think just looking at it outside without you know using my bias and and feelings towards this or that team, I think that would be you know, irrelevant on the, on the national scale. Uh, would you do you agree with sort of that? Overall? Some of it.
1: Some of it. I mean, I, I think when you talk about relevancy, there's a lot of different streets you can go down. Porter, um, mm-hmm. one of them is what you're talking about. You know, hey, be be in, over 10 years. You know, have a winning record eight years. Uh, maybe you know compete and or win uh, a conference championship or two and then you know make the ncaa tournament half the time and make a run you know three of those something like that What you're talking about so yeah that that's one way to look at it sure
6: and if
18: i try to put that something i, I you know am more passionate about put it the baseball i think not Not our program, because I think we've, we've got a lot of higher levels, but I think baseball you you expect similarly to be in the tournament most of most of the time and uh you know make it out of regional i don't know if of, at least maybe a third of the time you know obviously one fourth of the teams that make regionals make it out, but you know something something like you know once every three or four years make it out of make it out of regional and you know maybe once once uh, uh once or twice every every ten years period or whatever. Have a threat to go to Omaha, just miss out that kind of thing. I think on the, as a grand scale would be you know relevant. Um, certainly around here, uh, that's not anywhere on expectations. We want to be uh, hosting or hosting a regional most years and hosting set up to host a Super, uh, you know, half the time at least. And and we've been able to do that, and that's a formula for for uh, you know making it. Uh, Laying the groundwork to get to Omaha. All right, and um, sorry I certainly don't want to lower our expectations. One quick thing: um, I, I, you were talking about the announcers and that kind of thing. I always liked uh, Jeff and Bob White. Bob White, I thought had a great voice, but he—you he, had to have somebody who explained what's going on. Otherwise, it sounded great. But you had no idea what was going on in the game. Um, is he—is uh, he doing anything? I no, I'm just curious. Bob hasn't
1: done anything in a while. And you're right. Um, Bob had a tremendous broadcast voice and i will always appreciate bob uh when i was a student back in the day uh bob and i got to go down uh the gators played a spring training game against the boston red Sox, and i got to go down Mm. and do that game with him and that was in the jim rice you know fred lynn era uh really fun to do and and i you know selfishly wish that could happen once in a while but those games count against your 56 and a lot of coaches don't want that to happen.
18: Ouch, ouch. Yeah, I remember I remember you, you did the same thing, but it was like, I suppose you remember, like Jeff's his style of thinking back then, and now it's totally different, but it had, had to be, because he had to be the straight guy if, if, to use a, you know, a different player. Right. But anyway,
6: uh, you know, run, Porter. Thank you for your
1: call. Uh, John says success not inevitable in sports. Donovan was 30 and struggled early, was even accused of recruiting violations that were unfounded. Spurrier did well at Duke but that was unproven in the SEC as a head coach. They're now both ref, uh, references of success. Holloway had, has had a very successful pro track, or, well, not pro track career, but a, a college career, John. Yes, certainly here winning uh, how many national championships? No question about it. Brandon says, with Napier losing out on most of the higher profile players in FSU, Auburn, and even Ole Miss, does that mean those schools have more NIL money, or is it just those programs winning? Auburn's not winning. What did Auburn win this year? What was their record? Not very good. Ole Miss is. uh, FSU did. Uh, I think most of this is NIL. That's just my, I don't know. If you're asking my opinion, which I think you are, Brandon, that's my opinion. Um, Andrew, if the Packers win a Super Bowl, would Aaron Rodgers' image be tainted? No. How, How would that taint him? He won a Super. I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame right now. So, no, not at all, Andrew. Um, Mike says, I cherry pick fringe emails to make fans look bad. Mike, what the hell are you talking about? First of all, you're not here to know what I do. And I don't do that because I read yours. Okay? I just don't read them when you send me 10 of them in a day. But I'm reading the one you just sent me now. No one was calling for Sully to be fired up South Alabama. Uh, I beg to differ. I took the phone calls. I, I, I beg to differ. Um, right after the game, yes, it wasn't right after the game. There were people, because Florida had not been to Omaha in a while, and there were, well, maybe, you know. I'm not saying with the venom that Fire Mike White became. I'm not saying that, but there were people that did that. Um, it's fact. Uh, David, you sent me an email that is no possible way I can read because it's like war and peace. Um, uh, but he does say uh, a lot of noise in this. I'm going to try to paraphrase it, David. A lot of noise in the system. If people will do their homework before making comments about the of recruiting and a limited number of spots available due to not having many seniors in the team, only signed 18 and finished 16th, if you look at the quality that came in, we finished ninth had Texas not stolen two of our recruits. Well, but they did. You know, they did, right? And you can say steal, took, whatever, David, but they did. Um, and he said how much they paid for it when it finished in the top five. That's irrelevant because being paid is part of the deal. That's part of the recruiting landscape now, David. That's an excuse. You've got you to gotta compete in that area if we would have signed as many as Miami, but in the top 10. But you didn't. Last time we signed three get it players, Gatorade Players of the Year. That was great. Certainly good. Um, think how good the recruiting class would have been if our fans making noise in the system were positive instead of negative. Um, he thinks Florida's close. The offense wasn't the problem last year. The defense was. If we'd have had Auburn's defense, would have won eight or nine Get Well, again, what you're telling me, David, is woulda, shoulda, coulda, that's irrelevant. You have to have it. Because if you're Auburn, you're going to say, well, the defense was good, but, ha- well, if the offense was like Alabama's, we'd have won 10 get- Well, but it wasn't, right? So, and he says, and let's go back and look at Harbaugh's record at Stanford. Two losing seasons then 8-5 and five and 11-1 and one in year four. And he coached against Pac-10 teams, not SEC teams. I'm not sure what that means. Fans need to take a closer look at where we are in the process of changing the core of Florida football. Hope he gets a fair four years because there's an opinion he deserves it. Okay? It's Gator Dave in Atlanta. Dave, thank you for that. Um, But I I will say again, woulda, shoulda, coulda doesn't – I mean, it's results. And that in this world is kind of where it is. That's our show for today. Thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, to Laura Rutledge from ESPN, and to Drew King from Power Mizzou talking about their basketball team. Tomorrow, the to coach, Herm Edwards, Gator Vans golf coach, J.C. Deacon, and agent Lee Steinberg here. Thanks to Bennett for producing today. We thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN 981 FM, 50 AM,
13: WYUF.